This is Ron Moss from the heart. I wanted to uh, be able to celebrate Dr. King in a way which we do every year, but I wanted to do it in a way where we actually talk about why we celebrate him and what that actually means to us uh, now. You know, Dr. King uh, died in 1968. He was assassinated, and uh, I guess the question would be for any of us, one question one can ask themselves is how did his life impact me then, and how has his life impacted me now based on the things that he did for us? And and I wanted to be able to give, you know, uh, specific information you know, because a lot of times we celebrate him, and I wonder, particularly for the new generations of young people uh, who possibly have not studied about him, and only information they get is the information that they get um, that they get um, uh, through hearing it from us, and and how much information are they getting, and then to look at the lives of their mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles and cousins who were uh, bought up during that time or who learned and listened during that time, uh, how has that changed their lives for the better? Or how has that changed their lives as it relates to the struggle? Uh, Because the struggle still continues. So I just want to somewhat reflect on uh, who this man was and who this man continues to be in our lives. Um, In in 1955, uh, Dr. King was one of the coordinators uh, for the Montgomery bus boycott. In 1957, he was the founding, one of the founding members of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference or what they call the SCLC. In 1963, he was a part of the Birmingham campaign. Uh, In 1963, he was also a part of the great March on Washington. In 1964, he helped create the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And I think this is critical too. In 1964, he won uh, the Nobel Peace Prize, which I think at that time, uh, when if you won that, you were giving uh, uh, $54,000, $55,000 prize money. Uh, what's critical about that is Dr. King, as a preacher, was making about $8,000 a year. Uh, he could have took that $54,000 and probably uh, did some great things for his family, but he returned all the money. He did not keep a dime of that Nobel Peace Prize money. Uh, in 1965, he helped uh, uh, help uh, push the 1965 Voting Rights Act. I, I think it's significant in that, and I, and I probably want to stay there for a minute because here we are in 2023. And you would be surprised on the number of people that I run into who have not, to me, fully studied why our vote matters. 
And so a lot of generations of people today still do not exercise their right to vote. Um, still does not exercise to make sure that their civil rights are being uh, valid and not violated. Um, and I, I think that, you know, what was critical is that, you know, um, I happened to be at an event on Friday. It was a breakfast uh, to celebrate uh, Dr. King. And, you know, on, on, on one hand, I was somewhat taken aback because the, the speaker um, was not uh, a black man. The speaker was not a black woman. Uh, the speaker was a white sister. And but once I listened to her story and I listened to what caused her to create a organization that was geared towards bringing the police department and the community together, you know, it, it reminded me that these were some of the causes that Dr. King tried to fight for. And Dr. King did not have an issue with who was helping the cause of everybody. And so he had people who were white, who were a part of the cause, as well as black, as well as uh, Jew, as well as other nationalities who played a part in that. And so as I begin to uh, remind myself of who Dr. King was and what Dr. King meant for the future of us, you know, I actually thought the speech was appropriate and, uh, and really enjoyed the message and the content of the message. Now, in saying all of that, you know, what really, you know, to me that happens in events like that. See, whenever you get a group of uh, people together, particularly African-Americans together, uh, you have to uh, allow that to be a situation where you're able to get out the right type of information uh, for that particular group of people. And I always believe that we miss so many opportunities when you get folk together to give them information, information on why voting still matters, give them information on why uh, we're still having high death rates, uh, high uh, uh, people who are dying too soon, uh, heart issues, diabetic issues, all of those things that continue to happen within our neighborhood, within our community, an opportunity to pass out that type of information, uh, information that uh, about education, information uh, that 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 we need to to have that a continuing conversation that needs to take place in our African American communities, and I believe that that opportunity was missed. You know, there's nothing wrong to to celebrate. You know, I I believe that. Um, uh, there is a, you know, uh, there's, there's one uh, African-American uh, that lived on this continent that in the United States of America that has a federal holiday named after him. And that is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. No one else. 
that I know of who is African-American and no one else that I know of who is not a president of these United States of America that has a day where folks get to take a day off some paid day off to celebrate what this man stood for and what the goals and means still stand for today so now this is the individual piece this is the piece that you really have to examine you heard me list the fact that he was a Baptist preacher during that time uh, making $8,000 a year uh, he took uh, the Nobel Peace Prize money gave it back uh, it, it at least I haven't seen documentation of all the, the the work that he was doing on behalf of SCLC that he had a salary or he was getting paid X amount of dollars so a lot of the things that Dr. King was doing was for free. And so that meant it became a part of a ministry for him, that it was something that was on the inside of him that he felt like he needed to do to help make change in this country. Now, here's an opportunity, and this is probably the most important piece of this, is that if you've been blessed, if you've been blessed, and, and you were able to get a great education. And God blessed you to, to have a great job. And God blessed you to have this great knowledge. Then part of that means that you have to serve. And serving means that you have to share. And sharing means that you have to be able to look behind you and continue to lift people up. Continue to bring some folk right along with you in that journey. Now, whether we want to accept it or not, black folk, we have a lot going on in our community. We have a lot of issues going on in our community that we need to deal with, that we don't deal with. And here we are, here we are, you know, still dealing with, we all, we're in the middle of the month now, the middle of the new year, 2023. And I would ask the question, before we got to January the 15th to celebrate Dr. King's day, what did you do on the first day, the second day, the third day, the fourth day, all the way up to the 14th day before you got to the 15th day? And then, oh, yeah, it's Dr. King's birthday and you thought about his life, but you didn't think about what you needed to be doing before you wanted to celebrate his birthday. And our problem is, is that we don't do enough throughout the year to make an impact on our communities. And so our communities continue to suffer. We don't do enough to communicate with each other. And so our health continues to decline. We don't do enough to communicate with each other so some of our neighborhoods continue to be uh, uh, battle zones, continue to be gun-written, gun-toting. Uh, our communities continue to be places where there's no uplift. 
there's only a down spiral. Uh, we continue to uh, uh, down each other, then lift each other up. And so here we are in this spiraling again as we celebrate Dr. King. We're still in this spiraling circle that continues to spiral down instead of spiral up. Now, how do we change that? How do we change that? Well, you have to plan. You have to come together. Uh, I don't care whether you're on the corporate ladder or whether you're on the community ladder or whether you're on the lower ladder. You have to be able to look at each other evenly and make a decision that you want to see change before you leave the planet. And so that means that you have to make a, make up your mind to get involved. Get involved with organizations that exist, or if you have something on your heart that, that's been, that you've been yearning to do that you feel like would make an impact on your community, to make an impact on your county, to make an impact on your state, then you need to get busy doing that. Don't let another year go by. Life is not promised to us. And what we, what we do is what people remember. I always think about people who have left here. And think about how often we talk about them. In your own family. Can you think about family members that have passed on, that made an impact in your life and made an impact in others' lives? And because of that, their memory lives on, that they never really die, that what they did continues to live on, and it's, and it's, it's motivated you to do better and be better as it not only relates to your family, your immediate family, but it relates to your, your community family, you know, your job family, you know, that, that you make it your business to be impact driven. You make it your business to try to make a difference in somebody's life every day or, communi or communicate with somebody new every day. Those are the things that Dr. King stood for. Those are the th things that Dr. King fought for. Uh, if you remember uh, the reason why he was in Memphis, he was in Memphis uh, because the garbage workers, the black garbage workers, and, I, and the key word is garbage workers. The key word is people who are considered less than. Who cares about people that are picking up trash every day? They're treated as trash. But those garbage workers had had enough. And they wanted to be treated equally with their white counterparts. They were not getting paid evenly. Uh, they were not being treated equally. And they had had enough. And, and the, the, uh, two garbage workers, uh, uh, or one garbage worker, if my history is right, had been killed. And they had enough. And so they, they started to march. And Dr. King was called and felt obligated. His team did not want him to go. They were dealing, they were, they were planning and dealing with the Poor People's Campaign. Uh, they had that on the agenda that was on the horizon. 
but deep down he knew that he had to be a part of this. The first march that they had uh, did not work out right because others had a different agenda. Others looked at it as an opportunity to loot other businesses, to break windows, to loot, to do things that had nothing to do with garbage workers. And as they were planning to have the second march and as they were getting prepared to have the second march, uh, Dr. King was invited to a church. He was going to be the keynote speaker. He got sick that particular day. Uh, Ralph Abernathy called him on the phone because he had made a decision not to go. He sent them to go and do it. And Ralph called and said, you've got to get here. They're expecting you. They're waiting on you. And he probably gave one of the most famous and inspiring speeches that to this day has ever been preached, the mountaintop speech. If you never heard it, you need to look it up and check it out. The day before he died. And so here we are, many years later. We don't celebrate him because he got a holiday. We don't celebrate him because he was a Baptist preacher. We really don't celebrate him because he could speak. He had a great oratorical skills. We don't celebrate him. We do, but we really don't. That's not the main reason why we celebrate him. The reason why we celebrate him is because of what he did. We celebrate him for the service that he gave. We celebrate him for the commitment that he made. We celebrate him because it was deeper than him. We celebrate him because he took the spirit of God and made a decision to do what God said. And he did it well. And I can only imagine that when his eyes were closed forever, I truly believe that the first thing he heard was well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Oh, yeah. Peace.